to a special edition we have today of Too Young to Be This Old. I am one of your hosts, Ben, along with my good friend Andy here today. Hello. Don't forget that you can find us on podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com, Twitter at tooyoungtobethisold.com, and Facebook at the same. Like I said, this is a special episode we're doing, um, and moving forward you will see this episode at least once a month. Uh, the working title we're going to go with is Pay-Per-View PowerPoints, and we do have a guest coming on with us, um, a guest from our wrestling episode earlier. Uh, I'd like to introduce Michael tonight. Yeah. So you guys got feedback that people liked me talking about wrestling? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's weird. Like, we've gotten that was our favorite episode kind of feedback Yeah, that, that, from I'm, people who, that feels... who do not give a single shit about wrestling. That one and Jurassic Park have been our two most fedback episodes. Yeah. Mostly people asking where they can get the laugh track from the Jurassic Park episode. Right. <laughs> we need to just that, clip that and like offer it as yeah. a download. Like. Yeah, that was just drunk-ass me laughing. <laughs> and the food yeah. one. I've gotten oh. a lot of compliments oh, about yeah. our, our food hacks. Our, our, yeah, our very, very in-detail food uh, conversation. But once again, Michael was on here last time. He is from uh, one of my favorite podcasts from the longest-running PlayStation podcast, PS Nation. Uh, and uh, so if you if you guys haven't checked him out there since last time, you know, go ahead and check him out. I will throw the links for PS Nation down the bottom. And if Michael wants me to, I'll also throw his Twitter handle uh, oh, down in course. the show notes as well, so you can follow his very fun Twitter feed. Yeah, you can hear, you know, in between the political stuff, uh, yeah. bitch about Game of Thrones. Exactly, exactly. I mean, welcome to Twitter this past week. That's <laughs> basically all it has been. So, yeah, thanks again uh, for, for joining us here. This sometimes, like Ben was saying, this is a special episode, so sometimes this will be uh, part of a two-for-one two for kind of week. We'll uh, we'll throw this out along with another episode, but this week, this is your episode for the week, because um, <laughs> I've had a very long week at work. So uh, last week we did not get to do our usual record ahead kind of nonsense. That just did not happen. So sometimes you'll deal with just wrestling talk for a week, <laughs> and we've just decided that's going to have to be okay. So. Well, I, I think it's a good week for it, because yeah. uh, we're, we're going to discuss today the events that have unfolded and has led us to our pay-per-view coming up uh, May 19th of yes. Money in the Bank, which I know First this is... First pay-per-view since WrestleMania. And I know this is your personal favorite pay-per-view. Yeah, it is my favorite pay-per-view, and it also means that hopefully, at least for a little bit, we'll stop getting clips back to what happened at WrestleMania a month ago. Nope, you, you still get that. <laughs> I am wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Still gonna happen. SummerSlam's coming True. up still. True. Yep. yep. You're right. Yep. You're right. I bet um, so. Yeah, you're never done with past WrestleMania clips. It's it's true. So Ben, you want to do you want to jump into the card here, or how how do we want to start talking about Money in the Bank? Let's uh, let's start with the card. Um, we'll start with the kickoff show. Um, I think. I think the way I listed it is actually the reverse order of how I want to talk about I, it. I just noticed that. Uh, yep. Okay. Making I was us, just going making off. us think. I'm sorry. I was just going off the top of my head. So <laughs> the order you see is how important I feel these matches are. Uh, yep. Yep. So that okay. that first one on the kickoff, I'm going to need you to talk about that, or Michael, because I have, I I don't even 
Yeah, I have nothing to say about that one. I know who these people are, but... <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know much about 205 Live. Well, th- that's all you need to say right there. <laughs> um, the uh, kickoff match, which is becoming the standard, pretty standard commonplace for the Cruiserweight title match at a pay-per-view, yeah. um, has been the kickoff. It's always a fantastic match. Uh, this match, we will have Tony Nese versus... Uh, I'm just going to call him Davari because I don't want to mess up his first name and make somebody mad. Um, Fair. And literally, and this was the sad thing, like when you watch this, uh, Tony Nese won the Cruiserweight title at uh, WrestleMania. And then literally, like, Davari won a match against one of the NXT UK competitors in uh, Oni Lorcan. Which I actually know him because he used to wrestle in Georgia locally for Atlanta Entertainment Wrestling. I did um, not know that. Yep. Well, there you go. So there's nice. your little little tidbit there. And uh, literally, General Manager's like, "All right, there's our match at Money in the Bank." <laughs> so this will be a good match to get people popped. Sure. But I think the issue with it being on 205 Live, I don't think anybody cares. Nobody cares. But the thing is, I'll say, like we said, these are always usually good matches. And I think you've seen, Ben, the same thing happen every time. Every time the 205 Live match starts the kickoff show, I go off and start cooking in the kitchen or pouring drinks or something. And then I hear you screaming and I come running to watch what's yes. going on. So Because there's always that one spot in a cruiserweight match that will blow your <laughs> fucking mind. So even though this is one of the few pay-per-views we will not watch together, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to it. Th- because... That verdict is still out. I'm going to go uh, ahead and let you know. True. That's true. Cause game of Thrones disappointment. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm watching this on delay. Like, oh like, yeah. The whole pay-per-view is on delay because of game of Thrones. Yeah. That's that was Ben's uh, original plan. So, I think so it's up in the air now. This is this is now my game plan. I may watch the pay per view and watch Game of Thrones on delay. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I'm hate fucking Game of Thrones, so I need to watch it live. <laughs> Jesus, okay. I love when you say that. Yeah. So, so moving right on to our next yes. match, which this is another kind of thrown together match. Um. The SmackDown Tag Championship, we've got the Usos versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan, which is kind of weird how we got here. Um, right after WrestleMania, the Hardy Brothers, uh, Hardy Brothers, the Hardy Boys, the Hardy Men, however the we want to call brothers. them, <laughs> yeah, uh, had won the SmackDown Tag Championship, but Jeff Hardy has been injured, so they relinquished the titles, and then basically every tag team... On SmackDown was like those are our titles, and, and there are no teams on SmackDown. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. Getting into something we'll talk about because I saw this yeah. thing and I was like, wait, the Usos aren't on SmackDown. Yes. But so we end up with Daniel Bryan and Rowan winning. Um, I I believe they beat. Didn't they beat the Usos for this? Um, yeah. Technically, Shane McMahon was just going to give it to them, and Uso said, you have to beat us to earn them, and they did, so they technically beat the Usos for it, though it wasn't, like, a sanctioned match anyways. Right. It was just a, we're going to come out and defend the honor of this title. Okay. Because fuck you, Shane McMahon. Yeah, but but either way, so we have Usos versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan, which... I'm not sure how I feel about Daniel Bryan and Rowan as a tag team with the belts. They're both ginger 
vegans, <laughs> I think. So that's all McMahon cares about. So I think that's what WWE wants you to believe. There is no way a man Roman size is a vegan. He's, I will kayfabe his veganism. Okay, okay. yeah. That, you're I mean, totally, that's yeah, you're suspending disbelief for that. You yeah. got it. All right. Something something you have to do now in Game of Thrones as well. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> this episode just layered with Game of Thrones salt, Ben. Uh, well, there's a whole podcast that got released earlier this week about me venting <laughs> about Game of Thrones. You were you kept those guys up till like one thirty in the morning talking about Game No, of they Thrones. kept me up till one thirty in the morning. It was that, a salt yeah. factory oh on that god. podcast. Oh my god. Alright, so SmackDown Championship, we agree that the tag team men's tag team across the board is kind of a kind of a disaster right now. So. Yeah, I, I like Daniel Bryan and Rowan together, just because I like the big little tag team combination, mm-hmm. but I wish they had people to compete against, uh, which, like you, you mentioned earlier, we'll, exactly. we'll, 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 we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, we'll right. talk about how, how we got to this weirdness, but yeah, yeah. definitely, I'm, I'm interested to watch it. I mean, I'll pay attention the to Us- it. The Usos always put on a good match, so if the Usos are in a match, I know I'm getting a quality match. Yeah, this is, I mean, so... Ben and I talk about this. This is not a bathroom break match here. You, you probably want to watch this one. No, and I think this is going to end up on the main card. I have a feeling yeah. Ray and Joe are going to go to the All right. the pre-show. To the, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I feel like it should be on the main card. Because well, we since... know from previously, like, Rowan has great chemistry with the Usos from right. the Wyatts. Him and Harper uh, had a hell of a feud with the Usos. As... And Daniel Bryan can work with anybody. Yep. As the Wyatt family That's and true. as the the brothers that bludgeon. Oh, we don't talk about that. Oh, yeah, the brothers who bludgeon. <laughs> I forget about that sometimes. Oh, I, holy crap. Uh, since you mentioned that match, we'll go ahead and throw that next one up. Uh, the U.S. title is on the line. Uh, we've got Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. So does this match last more than a minute and 20 seconds? I, I really hope so. <laughs> Cause because at WrestleMania, I went to walk the dog during this match, and, it was and I came back inside, and you guys were like, it's over. And I was like, what yeah. the shit? Um, I I want to see a real match here. Um, right. We did have Mysterio beating uh, Joe on Raw. I think it was on the April 29th episode of yeah. Raw. They had them been beat and that's what kind of got us to this point where we're having a tag match but they've done a really interesting thing with joe and i don't know if they've just decided that samoa joe is the character that's going to cross all family boundaries home record joe home record joe is now you know i'm threatening to beat your child joe home invasion joe dominique is not the little boy that we saw with ray and eddie he's a full-grown man now and about right. seven feet taller than his father <laughs> Yeah, they they played that angle at least uh, the whole you know, um, Ray Mysterio getting pissed off about people talking about his son with him and Cesaro this week on Raw, which was yeah. interesting. Yeah, so. Dominic will forever have his uh, father questioned on whether <laughs> it's him or Eddie Guerrero. Right, right, exactly. It really worried me when Cesaro mentioned that, and I'm just oh, like, I know. oh no, don't bring, no. don't do this, stop. Yeah. Don't yeah, stop please pump back. But I, yeah. I want to see a good match, and honestly, I have been super impressed with Mysterio since his comeback to WWE. When given an opportunity, he has put on fantastic matches. Um, him and Andrade put on some great matches, and I think Joe's another one of those guys that can go up there and work with about anybody's style. 
Yeah. But I think I think we should get a very good little man versus big man matchup here, speed versus strength and if they like hope... more than a minute. Exactly. I just want to see more than a minute. Yeah, just more than a minute, please. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Ray, Ray's comeback has been awesome, and him and Andrade have had fantastic matches. Those have been some really entertaining And I'll let you inter- introduce the next couple. All right, so let's let's roll right back down to the women's Money in the Bank match, which we got Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Bailey. Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella all competing Mandy. for that money in the bank. Thank you, Ben. If you didn't do it, I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what are our thoughts about this women's money in the bank? Uh, Michael, I'll let you. This is this like one. one of the hardest matches to predict. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just completely thrown together, and they have done a terrible job of building the individual women. Right, right, absolutely. I'm glad you literally said what I was going to say. So yeah, like <laughs> we, I don't have faith in Natalia's. Like, I think Natalia is overrated as a worker, uh, and I, I don't see her carrying the briefcase. Dana Brooke is only here because Sasha Banks went home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it's it's weird, and the buildup's been kind of kind of everywhere. Like. Right, and Bailey, it's like they started trying to do something with her and having her in a few singles matches, and then she's kind of just been in the background. Yeah, and and SmackDown and Raw is just focused on Becky. uh, Right, Becky Two Belts, Lacey Evans, that's it. (laughs) I mean, that... that... Go ahead, Ben. Of the competitors on this card, the only one that's been booked in a positive manner in the lead-up has been Alexa Bliss. Right. And that booking's really been, like, keeping her out of losing. It's been keeping her out of the ring. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, this is one of those matches, though, where the Money in the Bank match never has to have a sensical winner. No. It can be anybody. We saw what happened in the first Women's Money in the Bank match. Correct. Um <laughs> Can't but, I mean that person's name anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, not at all. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Nope. <laughs> not at all. He had two hands and a fighting chance, but that's all. Oh man. Um, all right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's always ridiculous. It's always yeah. ridiculous. So I'm You can either... I'm interested, but yeah. like Michael was saying, they haven't really done a good job with any of the stories here, so it's kinda I hope they yeah. use this to springboard a good story at least. Right, and and with this one, you can either go the safe route. You know Alexa Bliss could win the the briefcase again. Take it again. Hell yeah. And we know that with a belt that she at least produces ratings. Um, I, I think when you're looking at this list, you can count out Naomi, Natalia, and Dana Brooke as no chance at winning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Carmella's won it once before as well, and she had an okay run as champ. I think her getting the belt now would be better, right? I think she's so. more she she works better in the ring now. Way um, better. I would under the love... teachings of the truth. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would love to see Ember Moon win this because she's had such a hard start to her main roster run. Yeah, I want them really to use her more because she's yeah. so good in the ring. Yeah, and but I feel she's like so hurt all the time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I mean, give her a chance while she's not hurt right now, and and let's see right. what we can do for a bit. I mean, um, I, I think that would be a pretty interesting, um, 
interesting use of her because because I want to see more of that. And yeah, otherwise, I mean, who's your? Do you have a pick? Do either of you have a pick to win this or? Uh, I have like so. I have reasons for half of them winning. Same. Yeah. So like uh, like if, I'll just go one by one All real right. quick. I'm down. Carmella, I think, only has a chance to win so they can have her pulling the briefcase <laughs> down in front of the Money in the Bank uh, signage so they right. can like use it twice to be like, oh, look, she won it last uh, <laughs> two, two time Money in the Bank winner. Alexa Bliss, I think, would make the most sense, but agree, having yeah. her two years in a row, uh, like, you know, having her win back it two years back. in a row yeah. would be kind of crazy. Na- Naomi, I don't, I just, WWE just has never really done much with her they, they do stuff with her for little burst of time and then yeah. they bury her for and, months and i think it's partially because like sometimes she'll have flashes of brilliance in the ring right, but right. then other times it's just a mess yeah no, i agree and and dana brooke is just here because ah, she just here. when they erased sasha banks's name from the whiteboard dana brooke was just <laughs> right there and they're like oh okay and, and, and speaking name. of that, with like this week's Raw and stuff, I'm surprised Dana Brooke's spot is not like they didn't somehow just shove Nikki Cross in there instead. There's still time. I can There's see still Nikki time. Cross doing I can, a run in. So that's what I was going to say is that I can see Nikki Cross actually being in this match. <laughs> what if she climbs up the ladder halfway through the match and just takes the. Just takes case? it. That's, you know what? My, my pick for Women's Money in the Bank has now become Nikki Cross because I want that nonsense to happen. <laughs> Right. <laughs> to, to me, the the only logical win or winner for this would right. be Mandy Rose. Just cause sure. a heel with the briefcase makes sense. It's typically, good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I like Bailey, but Bailey, they I don't think they're going to heel turn her. So her being an honorable Money in the Bank cash in doesn't right. work. And Ember they always want to tease the they always want to tease the Bailey heel turn right like they know everybody wants it and they just don't want to do it. I want to see Ember Moon perform the eclipse off the top of a ladder. Yeah, absolutely. And right back to injured reserves. <laughs> right well, back I mean, injured. If, she's, if she's not gonna win the briefcase, <laughs> let me have that. Right. So, so Michael, sorry, I don't know. Did we let you get through all your uh, your possible winners there? No, I mean that that's per- like I think Mandy's the front runner with sure. Ember Moon and Bailey right behind her. All right. Just because I I, I want to see Ember Moon win, but I just yeah. don't know if they have faith in her just yet because of the injuries. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's a good point. Ben, what what are you what are you thinking for this one? <sighs> Honestly, my picks would be Alexa Bliss or Carmella because okay. WWE usually likes to go the tried and true route. That is, yeah, that is very and I, true. And I also think that it's going to depend on match order for the night. Because if you have Becky Two Belts having, depending on which championship comes first in the night, because you know they'll space those out. Yeah, definitely. Um, If she's to lose one of her belts, that might affect the outcome on the winner of the Money in the Bank. Maybe be somebody from the brand that she still retains. Sure. So that could, yeah, that that makes sense, and I see that. That definitely playing a factor, and I. More, the more you guys talk about it, I, I more feel like uh, they're going to end up having Carmella take this one. Um, so that's that's my thoughts on this. Uh, I like fantasy booking. What if? <laughs> 
Here we go. I, I, this is when I hype myself up, and then so they excited. don't do what I want. <laughs> it's like what? Game of Thrones all over again. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. Every opportunity tonight, I'm taking. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Bailey likes to ha- be honorable. What if Becky right. beats Lacey? Open the show. Okay. Then. Because we've seen Charlotte and Becky way too many times, Bailey cashes in, makes it a triple threat match. Oh man! And then we get the triple threat match of like three out of the four horsewomen, just to stick at the oh, Sasha shit. Banks a little bit because she's oh, not. That would be. That seems like the level of petty that WWE would do. Right? Like, and then oh you my just... god! And then and then, then... Bailey pins Charlotte and has the belt, and Sasha sitting at home like that could have been me. Yes. Then Sasha or, suddenly wants to come back. <laughs> yeah. Or Vince McMahon level of pettiness, Bailey loses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also. <laughs> she Very. needs the pin so that Becky, one belt, no belt, is okay and can, can go and continue to fight for belts. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like that fantasy booking. All right, so let's move on to the men's yes, money in the bank match. I was going to say, we've, we've, we've talked the women's one. Let's, let's just jump right over to the other side here. I will say this, I am more excited about all the participants in this match. For me, except for, like, one of them. But I'm not sure how we got to these participants. I, I, up until ten minutes before we recorded, I had to go back and refigure that out. Um, for the men's money in the bank, we have Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, uh, Ali, formerly known as Mustafa Ali, uh, Andrade, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton. I wanted Braun in this. I was so happy to see Braun get taken out of this. <laughs> what, what, tell me about that. Why were you happy to see Braun get taken out of this one? I don't like big guys in ladder matches. Oh, that's that. That's that that's a I'm, a, I'm a Braun fan. And you're happy, match, okay. I'm the yeah. only one who's not happy. Who's happy that? Yeah. Who's sad that he's not in this? Also, and there's nothing to write him out of. Just him coming in and just wreck shit. Just wreck shit. I mean, that's absolutely what will probably happen. Because <laughs> that's a very Braun Strowman thing to do. It, it very much is. So, um, there's you know I would have liked to seen Aleister Black in this match. Yeah. Over yeah. Baron Corbin. Over yeah. yeah, definitely over Baron Corbin. Um, I have a very bad feeling that Baron Corbin is going I to win this match. A horrible again, though. That Baron Corbin. Uh, lose. again, but I don't want to say again because this is such, such a completely different Baron Corbin than that one at last. Yeah, the new Baron Corbin. The new Baron Corbin. <laughs> but I, I could so like in my head the fantasy booking. I could see. Baron Corbin winning this match and then cashing in on whoever wins the Universal Championship match. Oh my god, him just cashing in on oh Kofi no. would just be a heat magnet. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh no. See, I, don't, I don't see him cashing That's in worse on than Kofi Game of Thrones. because of Seth. <laughs> because of their feud they have going on. I definitely right. think he would take it from, from Seth or AJ. Because he's got history with both of them. Yeah, keep him on keep him on raw. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um that, yeah, that's fair. If anybody's gonna cash in on Kofi, Kofi that won this match, it'd be Sami Zayn and Randy Orton. That's true. Um But can we have Baron Corbin try to cash in and fail again because of John Cena? Like, that would be fantastic. 
anything that brings John Cena back as long as he comes back as Thugonomic Cena. I know, he's he's Thugonomic Cena in the crowd and causes him to fuck up. (laughs) Yes. That would be everything. Michael, we haven't got to talk since WrestleMania. Is that not the greatest moment in WrestleMania history? Uh, It definitely, as someone who has grown tired of John Cena, that was amazing to see Thugonomics John Cena I know, in his cheesiness. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, I know. I know. As soon as it started, I'm like, wait a second. What is this? <laughs> and then the music hit, and I lost my ever-loving mind. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and no. he was wearing a Yankees jersey, too. Yep, babe, a Babe Ruth jersey oh. on top of everything there. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was perfect. It was. I, I wanted more, and I'm really sad he hasn't come back again. And he covered yeah. up his hairline, which I was great too. Like, I mean, that, that might be on. the yep. That might be the best thing he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, this match, I feel like, is much more wide open on the winner because there's honestly, um, outside of Ali, there's not a single person in this match that I can't buy as a money in the bank title holder. Yeah, and I, and I only discount Ali because I haven't seen him have any ideas of an ill, like an ill idea in his body. He's yeah, always he's been the, such overcome he, good guy. Yeah, he's the he's the underdog. Yeah. Uh, so him winning would just yeah. wouldn't make sense. Yeah, like I That's could fair. see I could see Ricochet, even though he's been a face his entire time on the main roster, I could still see him winning it and and cashing in. Um, I just Ali's the one that I can't see winning and cashing in. Um, I think I hate to say this, but I think Baron Corbin makes the most sense to win. Yeah, the more I look at this and thinking about what you were saying here, I really don't think that it's not going to be Baron Corbin. Like yeah. I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah. I, I'm not. Although, happy. although uh, Sami Zayn's heel turn has been fantastic. True, it has. And that would be a great springboard to Sami Zayn to get, you know, right. a title on the main roster, which he hasn't been able to do. Um, I assume that Selena Vega's probably going to put a Karana somebody in this match. Hopefully. I hope so. Because <laughs> as much as I love Andrade's matches, I love Selena Vega more. Yeah, yeah, we know. Um, we know. Yeah, I think that's a pretty... But, it, again, like... So far on this card, from what we've talked about, other than the Cruiserweight Championship match, I'm like, oh, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm here for all of it. We have already discussed the US Championship. So yeah, we talked move, about US Championship. Let's move to part one of two for Becky Two Belts with oh, the yes. SmackDown's Women's Championship. And for the 777 millionth time, <laughs> we have Charlotte versus Becky. Oh, boy. I'll let you take it away from here. I, I don't even. I just am having a hard time caring about this one. I'm I'm really tired of seeing them wrestle. Same. I'm just really bored. I'm sure it's going to be a fine match. I I don't think I I think unlike her other match, I think this one will will last a while because I don't think they let Charlotte v Becky be a squash. But who knows? I. Yeah, I, I I don't really have much to say about this one because I my excitement level is pretty low. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I, I'm the same. I but I I'll 
I don't know if I went on the record as saying this on our last wrestling podcast, but I know mm. I've talked to you about it several times, Andy. I'm kind of over Becky Lynch's character right now. Uh, I'm not I, over Becky Lynch's character. I'm just over Becky Lynch having to continue fighting Charlotte every time. Well, I, that's the issues. Becky Lynch's character has been all about demeaning. Sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of just like, I'm ready to see something new. The the Becky two belts has a shelf life, and I think we're running really close to hitting the expiration date on that. I think the expiration date was like confirmed when they started to say Becky two belts <laughs> and how dumb that sounds. It yeah yeah it's it's been rough. So I mean, Michael, are you also pretty fatigued on the? On yeah, the Becky I still... Charlotte. Are you fatigued on Becky overall? Or are you just fatigued on this matchup? I, I'm fatigued on the matchup for sure, and I'm starting to get a little tired of Becky. She's still amazing yeah. in a ring. Yeah. She's hilarious on the microphone. But even like her Twitter game is very uh like I liked how rude and mean she was, but at this point she's just like picking fights on Twitter too much with other people. <laughs> right. right. Making fun out of Alexa Bliss being concussions and having memory loss type stuff. Oh, no. and then... One one second on this Twitter though. Her interactions with Big E on Mother's Day about Mama oh, Lynch. Yes. yes. That, oh that was my great. God. That was a bright was, spot. That was fantastic. I was in tears almost all day every time yeah. I read Twitter. Big when you e sent that to Twitter, me, that like made my day. Biggie on Twitter has been fantastic in this injury time. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's used this time to truly blossom on that platform. Uh, he's um, always been on that platform. Don't, I mean, but sleep. he's been You can't sleep on, on Biggie's Twitter. Yeah. At Florida Man. Yeah. I'm, I forgot um, it's at Florida yeah. Man. Oh, I yep. did not even realize that. That's yep. amazing. Yep. Oh my god. I well, love him so much. We will add Biggie's and Becky's Twitter down at the bottom here. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We will throw if that at want. the bottom so you can check this out. Even if you don't enjoy wrestling, if you just enjoy quality Twitter, this is it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I... It'll be a great match, but I don't care. I think that's the best way I can sum up. That's that's the hard Charlotte. part. It makes me really sad that that I don't. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, so. I'm actually more interested in the Lacey Evans one. And yeah, on the last podcast I talked about how much I was disliking Lacey you Evans. You did. And so I think I've that's a around. good that's a good place to go here. Let's just jump right into part two of Becky's. Um, Becky's night, if that's all right with you, Ben. That's fine, and I all wanted right. to hear Michael's. Thoughts I want to hear, yeah, I want to hear Michael's it. thoughts on this. So tell me, tell me your thoughts on this. I want to hear it. So I, I, I don't know her ability in the ring. Still, that's still a question right. mark. Over Royal there. Rumble, she had a bad showing, yeah. and her Twitter, her, her Twitter thing of being like the old nineteen fifties woman, but with like out the Rosie the Riveter part. Um, right. <laughs> it is interesting uh, working off Becky. I think it only works because Becky's the man. And Becky's screaming, make me a sandwich now to her was like, <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm kind of coming around to her, and they've had some really good brawls, though Sony, or Sony, t- video games, man. Uh, yeah, for real. Sony PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, here. Uh, I was like, wait, what podcast are we yeah, on? No. Uh, WWE <laughs> uh, kind of did the brawl thing one too many times with uh, Lacey and Becky. Right. 
to where I I I, I want to see them actually have an actual match, and I hope Becky can carry Lacey Evans or Lacey Evans shows a little bit more of what we saw of her in NXT as opposed to what we saw at the Royal Rumble. Because I, I still feel like we haven't really seen Lacey Evans do much since becoming the main roster, like, in the ring outside of Royal Rumble and then, like, one or two matches with, like, Natalia. They had, like, a quick match. We and... know she can walk down the ramp really good, though. Yeah, she's really she's, good at walking. She's got that down. Yeah. She is <laughs> set there. I, I really hope she can deliver in the ring. I don't think she's beating Becky, but I right. think she hopefully can have a good showing. I don't know if I'm going to like her character once she's done with Becky, because I think her character only works with Becky. Being Be- Becky Lynch being like the, the modern woman versus Lacey Evans being Vince's wet dream. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yep. so I completely think that her character will work on other people because exactly what you just said. Um, cause all of the women superstars have fought so hard to be recognized as superstars and Lacey Evans has no problem being a diva. So you have a, a built in animosity between her and everybody on the roster. Um, I think that could work out real well. Um, uh, I'm just thinking of who Raw has like, what? Well, we'll get to we'll get to that later. We that gotta it get doesn't to that really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, one, it doesn't matter, and also two, I don't fucking know. <laughs> At this point, because of something we'll talk about later, I have no idea who's on what brand. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited to see Becky Lynch with a new matchup. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see a new face in the main card scene. How the match goes to be determined. But if it's terrible, we understand why they keep giving us Becky versus Charlotte. If it comes out good, we'll sit back and question, you know, why aren't they giving us more of these girls on the main run? Yeah, it's a good point. If they have a good showing, uh, that'll be fantastic. If they have a bad showing, then we'll actually be excited for Charlotte and Becky later in the evening. Because I think this is going to be first, and then Charlotte Becky will be later. Right, so... So that'll be that'll be the fun thing to see. Uh, God, I feel bad that we're glossing over these women's matches, but I'm I'm, I'm ready to get to this next match because it's the one I'm like the most invested. All right, you hit it, Ben. So the WWE Championship, we have Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston, and oh my God, the story of betrayal here. We have <laughs> it hurts so bad. It hurts so good. <laughs> we have Kofi Kingston finally climbing the mountaintop, winning his title at WrestleMania. Uh, we lose Big E to a injury that's going to keep him sidelined for a while. So a returning Kevin Owens offers to uh, to be the Big E replacement, calling himself the Big O. And he did a fantastic job filling in for Big E for, what, two weeks? Well, it was like a week, and then on week two, on week two, he's still doing his New Day duties, Yeah, but decides that it is time to turn on Kofi, because Kevin Owens only cares about Kevin Owens and his family, and he wants that belt. This is my favorite version of Kevin Owens. This is the version (laughs) that we got in NXT, the prize fighter. 
Uh, it's the it's the Kevin Owens we got that came up um, and took out John Cena in his first pay per view. Um, I just can't wait to see these two in an actual match together in the ring together uh, because Kofi doesn't put on a bad match. I don't think Kevin Owens puts on a bad match, except maybe that Kevin Owens Goldberg match. But that's not Kevin Owens' fault. That's Chris Jericho's fault. Um, they found someone who has worse cardio than Kevin Owens and Goldberg. <laughs> well, you you say that, but I've seen I, I showing my Kevin Owens fandom, uh, formerly the Kevin Steen. Um, uh, he had some damn good matches with El Generico and and a Brian Danielson and, and some oh, of yeah. those guys. Ring of Honor, so, Kevin Owens was yeah. uh, doing things you wouldn't expect someone his size to do, but Kevin Owens in WWE is a little slower than that, but I don't think it's... I, I joke when I say... Uh, you know, uh, like The cardio? The yeah. cardio. Because Kevin Owens, when he wants to go, can, but I feel like they put the brakes on him, or, you know, like, put speed bumps on him in matches, uh, and I don't know if that's just, right. like, a Vince thing, or yeah. if that's just the, the agent's booking of just, like, hold on, yeah. calm down. Yeah, I think <laughs> if he's ever not gonna get the stop sign, it's gonna be in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope so. So, I'm, I'm excited for this match. Like I said, you know, Kofi is having to battle uphill. He's lost Big E. Xavier Woods has been banged up. So this is Kofi's first real test flying solo. Um, so you've got a great opportunity to write a story here of Kofi actually being able to stand on his own two feet, even though we know he did it at WrestleMania by himself. You know they'll want to write it off as like, oh, he had the New Day in his corner, you know? Yeah. yeah they'll exactly. always say something like that. Um, so we could get a great story there, or we could get the story of Kevin Owens, you know, coming in, stealing it from Kofi, and then maybe we can have Kofi coming up the mountaintop again, you know? Um, either way, I will be happy with either the winner of this match. As long as the match is good, I've got no problem. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in agreement there. Like this yeah. is interesting yeah. because they're two great competitors that we know can put on a five star match if they are allowed time to do so. And the possibilities for either one of them winning in terms of storytelling for the future is pretty bright. Like if Kevin Owens wins, maybe Biggie comes back from injury to challenge for the belt to defend Kofi. Oh, it, I would love that. If Kofi wins, it just solidifies him as a main event star. Yep. Exactly. And, and then, then he can go on a SummerSlam as a champion. Yep. Uh, yeah. So there's... This is the one match... Well, one of two matches that the story writing has been good for going into. Because it's been simple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's been very It's simple. been really simple, yeah. They haven't right. overcomplicated it's been... it. It's been perfect. And, and it's the type of simple that it, it lets the audience fill in the blanks of, like, motivations. Like, why did Kevin Owens try and join the New Day? Oh, because Big E was gone, and he wanted to take advantage of Big E being gone because that's the muscle of the New Day. There's stuff like that. that right. We can fill in those blanks to, to craft a, a, a bigger story. Oh, yeah. Or we could just take it at face value of this Kevin Owens is bad guy, Kofi Kingston good guy. And then just go from there. <laughs> and it works. It works either way. <laughs> it totally works. No complaints either way on that. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. So you did add one that I forgot, Andy. I'm. I did, I'm I did miss the match. With you, that you I'm, about I'm sorry. 
Uh, I was we'll... sitting there staring at it, and I was like, wait one fucking second. Yeah, I completely forgot about that match. So, correct. we have a steel cage match between The Miz and Shane McMahon. Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac. For, so, for Daddy Pride on the line. Yeah, very much. This is a the, the steel cage daddy issues match. Oh, I've got nothing else to say after you said it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> there we I, go. I almost feel like there's a reason this was forgotten on the card. <laughs> Do we get at least one shot of Shane McMahon's kids not selling? Or Mrs. Dad not selling. Or Mrs. Who Dad. No sell? <laughs> Who's no Who's selling no this sell? match? <laughs> I want them to just have two picture in pictures of please both yeah yeah on either corner of the screen you got mrs down the top right shane's kid on the top left just not fucking selling yeah, I, I need this oh my god i would pay an extra five dollars and i want picture in picture even though they have both of them sitting next to each other no no picture in picture yeah. there's no other choice <laughs> They like unnecessary a... picture in picture. Just like there's both of all three of them, like the two you can, kids. You can see like the corner of other. like the kids within, you know, uh, Mrs. Dad's picture in picture, but it doesn't matter. It's it needs to be there. They're sharing popcorn, having right, staring right. contests. As long as Mrs. Dad breaks out in the the Mortal Kombat fighter stance again, it's all good. Oh God, please. it's all good. Yeah, they had I, such a good match at WrestleMania. Oh, their match at WrestleMania was incredible. But it's also so, one of those matches where I think it was the stipulation that made the match so good. Right. It, it was perfect because it, it, it might have been Miz's best match in WWE. like Or at least that I've seen. I've not seen all of Miz's matches, obviously. But it was it's up great. There. It's it, up it there. Was, yeah, it was great because... Of the Daniel Bryan stuff, where Daniel Bryan, he criticized Daniel Bryan of never taking risks, never uh, putting his body on the line, and then to see The Miz actually do all the things that he like criticized Daniel Bryan for was beautiful storytelling. And Absolutely. I was fine with how it ended, you know, the the weird finish, you know, the, the, the like a dusty, hard, hardcore dusty finish, basically. Oh, yeah. For those I, of you listening that don't understand what a Dusty finish is, it was made popular by Dusty Rhodes. He would come into a territory and would win or lose a match in a very iffy manner so that the belt could revert back to whoever it needed to and he could move on. So, just a little terminology, that, lettuce and forever. That even, that even helped me, Ben, because I was about to ask. Okay. Dusty finishes are basically uh, screwy finishes. <laughs> like, yeah. Like... That's pretty They're much screwy it. finishes that are done well. Yes. Right, right, right. Exactly. That that totally makes sense. Yeah. But I, I'd also agree with the point you made there about it being probably one of the Miz's best matches. Um, and seeing probably less Miz matches than the two of you. This was my favorite one, the one he had at WrestleMania. So I'm cautiously excited for the Steel Cage match, as as bad as it will probably be. Steel Cage matches just don't do anything for me anymore. Um they Honestly. do more than Punjabi prison matches. Well, I, I warned you about that one a long time ago. You, you did. <laughs> I just but, wish that the steel cage match would take away the stipulation that they could go out the door. Right. Or that you could be pinned inside the steel cage. 
Because nothing makes me matter than a steel cage match won by pin or submission. Because that's not a steel cage match. That's that's true. Does does Shane jump off something ridiculous? Oh, he has to. That's the he, only that, reason you do steel cage. Yeah, he jumps off the steel cage. He jumps off the steel cage. Oh, I can't wait. That's that's all I want. That's and all I, I want. I'm sure the the meaner street posse will interfere in this, the or the mid card whatever the mid-card posse, whatever Shane McMahon is rolling with, which I... The B-team? The B-team and Bobby Lashley. It's just the right. meaner street posse, basically. The meaner street point. posse. And it's just... I, I know they're probably going to interfere with it, so we'll probably get a screwy finish, but at least Shane McMahon will jump off the cage, or maybe The Miz actually does another high-risk maneuver and loses again. Oh, yeah. Like, he tries like... to beat him to it, and then that costs him the match. Right. I can see it. I can see it. Yep. And then he'll quit trying to be Daniel Bryan and just go back to being The Miz. Right. And we'll love him for it regardless. Yes, yep. we will. We always will. Miz, that one dude... Ugh. Andy, your original yes. feelings about The Miz were way different than what they are now. They are so different. I could not stand The Miz. And now he is legitimately one of my favorite people in WWE. He's He's the Johnny Cage of... WWE. Yes. Like. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah I, I, I absolutely love him. So I'm, I'm excited regardless because yeah. the Miz is involved. And I'll just go ahead and assume that this will probably be the match that closes the card. Mm. If, uh, if it's not, <laughs> I'm talking about the match that we're introducing. Not still. Okay. Oh, match. okay. Okay. Oh, I was okay. Just wait. wait I'm rolling into the next match. I'm rolling into the next match. Okay. Okay. But so the I'm Universal gonna... Championship match. Correct. I assume... AJ Styles v Seth Rollins. Correct. I assume that this is going to close the card because I, I would hate yeah. to be anybody that has to follow, has to follow this. Match. Yeah. I'm, AJ, I'm real excited to watch this. Yeah, this is another one of those where the storytelling has been very simple. I almost say too simple in this case because I don't care about the lead up to the, <laughs> the match. Lead, yeah, the lead up just it kind of happened, and I was like, "Wait, okay." Wait, oh, that an... match being AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins for the yeah. Universal Championship. Yeah, yeah. There's also yeah. another match I forgot, guys. Which one did you forget? Roman Reigns versus Elias. Oh my god. That's on the card? That's that is on, on the, the card. card. Holy it's not crap. not even on the pre-show either. Oh, wow. We'll, get, we'll, we'll go back to that. Hold on. We'll go back to that. Let's talk about AJ versus Seth right now. Right. So, to sum this up, Seth wins the belt at WrestleMania. We have the superstar shakeup. AJ ends up on Raw. Wins qualifying match, a uh, qualifying triple threat, and then beats Baron Corbin to earn the title shot at Money in the Bank. That's all the storytelling we've really got for this match. It's simple and it makes sense. Yep. We've seen Seth and AJ team up a few times, and there's been some missed shots where AJ's hit Seth on accident or mm-hmm. not accident, however <laughs> you want to put that. Right. The only thing I hope is that this leads us back to heel AJ because heel AJ is best AJ. Yeah, and he has the club on Raw, I think. So uh, until that contract runs out for the for the Good Brothers. <laughs> True. But yes, they are for there for a limited time. 
Yes. That's what he has on the roster. So, yes. yeah, interesting. So, uh, Michael, what, what are your feelings on this match? Are you excited? I, I'm excited friend? not from any sort of buildup because sure. the buildup's been at a minimum, but just because yes. it's AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Right. That's like, why the, I'm excited because I think it's just yeah. going to be a good in-ring uh, yeah. Good in-ring story instead I'm, of any kind of build-up to this. Another thing I'm really excited about most of the singles matches that are on this card, we haven't been having these matchups for the past month. These are fresh matchups. Yes. Other than Rey Mysterio and Joe, which right. we've only seen that one other time outside of WrestleMania, these are all new matchups that we haven't seen before. Other than Charlotte and Becky, but whatever. Yeah, I was about um, to pop in and be like, yeah, oh, say, wait a second. <laughs> it, it hit me. It hit me. It was like Dead Screen's Screams like, wait, there's the one you're missing. Um, we haven't seen these these or we we haven't seen these championship men's championship matches before. Sure, sure. So I think that could be very interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. Um and and so we forgot about another match. Um and that is Elias vs. Roman Reigns. Yes. That's the thing that's happening. Yes, and, and the build-up to this was during the Superstar Shake-Up. Yes. Vince McMahon says that the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history will be coming. And he presents this biggest acquisition as Elias. Roman Reigns takes offense to this and attacks Elias and Vince McMahon. So... Because of that, apparently we now have Elias defending Vince McMahon's honor because Shane's too busy fighting The Miz. Yes. So we get Roman Reigns versus Elias. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Basically our feelings on this one. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to happen. Which is I'm, why I, that was forgotten as well. Yeah, I'm glad forgotten. Roman's getting back in the ring because I'm, yes. I'm really glad to see him doing more. I just want them to put him in a story that I care about. Yeah, yeah, and I want them to do the same with Elias. Yep, same thing, same thing. I would love if Elias was in a good story. And they haven't done that yet, but you did mention, um, unless we want to close out any thoughts on this pay-per-view, um, you did mention the Superstar Shake-Up. And also, I just... right into that. One second. The okay. SmackDown tag match that we were talking about is not right. for the belts. It is a non-title match. What? So that's definitely on the pre-show. Okay. I guess, yeah. Damn, Daniel yeah. Bryan on a pre-show. That, I guess that that Kofi being champion kind of messes up the the, <laughs> the championship on SmackDown just because, like, you got to keep Roman away from him because as soon as they interact, you know, Roman will get it. Daniel Bryan can't take the title back, and it's too good of a feel-good thing having Kofi as champion so like it almost feels like everything's on pause why Kofi has his yeah. run you know is... what and this this is a good lead in here um I, we'll keep that keep that thought in the back of your minds because I like where you're going with that but I want to expand on it after we talk about the others um so after Wrestlemania we have the traditional annual superstar shakeup yes we did Somebody else take it away on. It sure was a fucking shakeup. Yeah. And and I so we talked about some confusion, right? During uh during talking about the uh the pay per view card and who was where and who was on what brand. Um I 
I don't understand what happened with the superstar shakeup. So there were some logistical things that happened the first night of the shakeup. Am I remembering this right, guys? Like they yes, were in Quebec. There was a there was right. a snowstorm. Yes. They were in Quebec. There was a snowstorm. There was some issues. Uh, Samoa Joe was sick, and that apparently was a big deal. And some things got rewritten. And what we have seen since is a cluster of wait. Are they now on SmackDown? Wait, are they now on Raw? Wait, no, they're back on SmackDown? So, one of the first ones, the first goofs I'll talk about in this Superstar Shake-Up, and then I'll let let one of you guys talk a little more about your feelings about the Shake-Up, was the Andrade situation. So we had Andrade and Finn on the first night of the Shake-Up in Raw. So Andrade's coming to Raw. They build this up. He's super pumped. Him and Finn have a killer fucking match. And uh, the next night, Finn Balor goes to SmackDown. And then, was it what, a week later? Andrade. Andrade is back on SmackDown. So, in that specific instance, I think that is a victim of logistical issues. It was, yes. Because Joe had the flu and didn't make the show in the... U.S. title was supposed to move to Raw. Um, and I also don't think, because one I read, that was the first thing that was supposed to happen, but then they also didn't expect Finn and Andrade to go out and have such a good match. So the, the dirt sheets would have you believe, and I think it might be accurate based on all the movement that happened, the WWE is trying to respect relationships between the superstars. Yep. And Charlotte and Andrade are in a very serious relationship, so apparently... Correct. Charlotte... And Selena Vega and Aleister Black are yes. married. So when Charlotte apparently... I mean, Charlotte is Charlotte Flair. I can totally imagine her saying, like, I need my boy toy on SmackDown right. with me. And then Vince is like, okay, we'll do it yeah. to make you happy. We got you. And then moves Andrade... And Selena Vega, because he has to. And then right. Alistair Black is like, that's my wife. And then Vince <laughs> is like, oh shit, okay, let's Walk do this. And then it's right. like, but Ricochet and Alistair are partners. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore, which I was real sad about. And they also, I also heard some, there's also some stories out there, you know, besides that about, um, with the whole SmackDown to Fox, right? Um, you had Fox Deportes wanting more Latin American superstars. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, well, we have Fox Deportes. We want Andrade on SmackDown. So bring him back to SmackDown. So I feel like it was probably, it was probably all these things combined to, well, oh, fuck. And <laughs> basically, and probably the last thing on anybody's mind was, man, yeah, him and Finn did really have a really good match on Raw. So let's just, <laughs> let's keep that going and whatever. Uh, but the the shakeup. So I that's mean, the first we... thing about the shakeup. So Michael, the you, Viking you, you go. experience. Yes. Oh yes. yes, the Viking War Raiders. What are they now? The Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders. Yes. Which I is better than I, the Viking experience. I but... guess if it if you like see them on a card, you wonder why there's an NFL game in the middle of your y- yeah, yeah your matchups yeah. or your, your you know your pay per views. <laughs> That frustrated me, not only because I was happy with the name change stuff because it was hilarious, because they went through three name changes within a matter of like a week, (laughs) 
but just the fact that there was like a blatant disrespect to like the NXT championships to where they didn't even have the titles with them when they debuted. Right. And oh, they that's still have that. They still haven't solved the issue with them in the oh. titles. I'm I, and I haven't checked they, like the uh this tonight's episode uh May 15th. They address the issues on NXT. Okay. So good to know. They'll they'll drop the titles there or right. you know Right. Um, so anybody think... who was screaming at us while we were talking about this, just yeah. know we were recording on the fifteenth. We weren't watching NXT. Yeah. yeah um, but no, it's uh, since they taped that on May first, they just relinquished the title so they didn't have to beat a pinfall. Which is a bummer that they would just do yeah. that. But I yeah. guess when Vince wants new blood, he gets them. And it's funny because yeah, there there were reports that were I, I love dirt sheets, especially in yes. twenty nineteen. Uh, the the early speculation, I guess the Melter speculation, is they didn't want a tag team called War, or tag team with War with in the, the name. Yeah, right. right, right. But then reports came out a week later that said, no, Vince just wasn't feeling that name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. And he just kind of came in and was like, you guys need a different name. Yeah. And... I heard I heard one of the names was supposed to be the Berserkers. Yes, but the since there was a wrestler called the Berserker in the early '90s, didn't oh. want anything to get confused there. Wow. So, That's... but, but the superstar, the superstar shakeup, as we've already kind of explained to you, was an absolute mess. So Vince McMahon decides to implement what he is calling the wild card rule. And I don't understand this rule at all. It makes no sense. It whatsoever. changes every week. It changed so, three times in the episode that they introduced it. So the wild card rule is that the wild card rule is a wild card. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's the draw four of Uno. <laughs> yeah. It's the draw four yes. and the reverse turn at the same time. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah. So it's created some interesting situations, but I think it's also just gaggled up in clumped up some of the storytelling that's been going on it's made the storytelling more confusing it's further confused me about who is in what brand because we're not going to go over all the shit that happened in the superstar shakeup because it would look like we've literally all collectively lost our minds if we tried to explain it but the wildcard rule has just made that even more confusing and i feel like which the the rule is four superstars though vince said three in the announcement yeah Four superstars from SmackDown can go, can be invited to, invited Raw, to Raw and vice versa. Correct. Though in the first two weeks of it, it just seems like whichever superstars can get to the building first <laughs> are they... on that show. Yes. And, and, and tag teams count as one superstar? Yes. Yeah, they because also... Vince can't tell what and which Uso is which, so he's oh, just no. like, okay. You know he absolutely cannot tell which Uso is which. there's been some referees <laughs> that cannot tell which ones are which. <laughs> we have seen some of these matches. No, it's true. I mean, also, also they've, they've gone from saying four to a collection of superstars can come, you know, between Raw and SmackDown, which just, just adds to this nonsense. Because it changes from week to week on who can travel back and forth, so that's... Yeah. Yeah, I think they need to work this out. Um, you either need to stick hard to the brand split, uh, especially with you having uh, Fox taking over some of your your uh, some of your programming later on in the year, 
or you need to get rid of it entirely. And I think they're really at the crossroads for that right now. Yeah, because I I can see both TV companies being like, we want the top stars, and then they have to write around giving both the top stars. Yeah, it, it almost feels like some kind of compromise when it comes to you know you know the worry of one show getting stale with who's on there and having the ability to bring over a few interesting characters and and cross over to the next brand might might make things more interesting for a week and maybe drive your viewership up that that's which kind of some a... things i was seeing which we know is may or may not work i i don't know why they don't just i would be okay with them going back to the general managers and then just do more sportsifications of it and do like trade deadlines I, and... yeah i really i would love them to go back to the general managers and kurt angle barragium Yes, please. Again. And I was okay with Paige being the GM too. Yes. Now she's the manager of the Kabuki Warriors. Oh, we oh god, didn't even yeah, talk right. about that. I well, that seen. that name just came up. That name yeah. is very just no. Why? why? I don't mind. I don't mind the name because Oscar doesn't fit as a sky pirate, which That's was fair. Kyrie Sands, but going back to our name, the Viking Experience. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is so tone deaf in WWE's front office? I to I, name an Asian tag team the Kabuki. That, that's Warriors. why. That's why I'm saying no, no, please don't. Because exactly. But but Oscar does wear fuck? a Kabuki mask. She coming out. So it's. It, it, I see both sides, but I'm just like, Ugh, I don't know. I think. Sorry, I think Michael, you're about to say we know. I, we know. We know it's Vince. Like, I was about, yeah, I knew you were going like, to say that, so I didn't want to take it we from know. you. We know it's Vince. Yeah. It has to be. I've heard that Triple H, reading some of these dirt sheets, that Triple H is really pissed about oh, yeah. everything going on right now. It sounds everything. like he has to console the NXT talent. Like, he is literally NXT daddy, where they Vince does something really bad to them, and he has to, like, give them a hug in the back and be like, please don't leave me. Just let them know that, like... Hey, this man's getting pretty old. XFL know? is XFL is gonna take his time, and he really can't focus on more than one thing at a time. Like you know, he's just kind of like just just bide your time, guys. Just bide your time. The People... poor revival. <laughs> oh, the poor revival. <laughs> Things they've done to them. Things that just... happens when you don't sign your contract. Oh man, yeah. Like you have to do an icy hot gag. Like, wow. excuse me, oozy hot. You are right. Excuse me. Usi hot. Yes. The Just the Usi fact hot. that some poor intern had to like go to Kinko's oh or like print God. that label up this because it's like, oh, yeah. Usi hot. Apparently, yeah, they, had, they had to Ky- do that. Apparently, Kyrie Sane and uh, Oscar wanted to be called the Kabuki Girls. Oh, did they? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And Lars Sullivan has to take sensitivity training. He was legitimately uh, fined, not just what yeah, yeah, he was he was fined. I saw that today. And Titus O'Neil said he thanked the locker room and Titus O'Neil has accepted the apology. So if, if Titus is okay with you, then I guess you're okay. Because <laughs> Titus is locker room daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. So that's saver yeah, of all of Natty's parties. <laughs> he does save Natty's parties because 
yeah, if you watch Total Demons, those are just a disaster. Still haven't really watched more than oh. a couple episodes of that. Oh man, if you if you get, I could see you sinking into it. Like you just gotta, you gotta be in the right mindset. Like I, I got Ben Ben sunk into it over a few weekends, and he was hooked. So yeah, I, it's I it's, believe you can enjoy that level of trash. I don't know. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Watch it with a couple drinks, and it's amazing. Yeah. I watched yeah. like they had a fake prom during SummerSlam. <laughs> I think that it, Honestly, it was at a Total Bellas episode. I don't know. I watched like one Bellas or two episodes. Right. A better way is watch any episode that has any snippet of Lana with a bottle of Fireball. Because that episode's going to be gold. Oh, yeah. If Lana has Fireball in her hand, it's a good episode. Oh, or God, if it's... Lana and Jimmy Anvil Nightheart are drinking together. That oh, those are those are so good. Yeah, they're they're sad to watch now. Yeah, they are sad to watch now. But they're amazing to watch at but, the same time. Man, it's so totally worth it because that 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 dynamic was hilarious because they were both just they're just here for a good time. And both of them, they were. Here Where for is Rusev and Lana? Oh, they. We are. don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I have I have no idea. That, okay. is, that is a good question. Is it what brand are they on? T- I have no idea. Team? Who knows? Where's Liv Morgan? Has anyone seen Liv Morgan? Oh God, is Liv Morgan okay? <laughs> I, she's I, fine. Where's she's, she's been putting missing uh, people photos on <laughs> Twitter. Oh, God. did you see Mickey James's Twitter today with the yes. milk carton? Yes, I did. Missing milf. Yeah. Yep. Put her I, picture on a milf carton. And I was just not okay with that. <laughs> They've, like, I still don't understand how they have five hours of TV that might become six hours of TV when they move to Fox. Oh, my God. A week. But yet, they can only handle one women's storyline at a time. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They can only handle one at a time. They're like, well, whoa, 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 whoa. well, I mean, technically, this is two. Because you've got Becky Lynch and Lacey <laughs> Evans and Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Right, right. But they kind of merged them together last week because they're like, the, we can't do this anymore. Here's yeah, the moment story. that they that they both slammed Becky through a table this week was uh was kind of the, yeah, that was, they they merged that storyline. So I don't I don't want us to forget about something else though, and that's that's the Firefly Funhouse. Yes. <laughs> so the ben, one saving you, grace. Yes, yes. I'll. Then I'll let you start on this one, because you've been so excited about this. This is the best story happening (laughs) that has not had anything happen in the ring. Zero ring. Um, So, we get a very slim and trim Bray Wyatt playing a deranged Mr. Rogers. I... People say Mr. Rogers. I think it's more Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah, I was. I, I, was I could go either way. I there. could go either way. The yeah. sweater is what really throws me off. With the sure. leads me towards the Mister Rogers. Um, True. But you have what Sister Abby, his puppet, that is supposed to be Sister Abigail from his previous gimmick, uh, Mercy the Buzzard. I feel like I'm missing another one. There's the um, the thing that got eaten by the buzzard. Right, and I was, I was about to get yep. that. It gets eaten. And they, everybody's like, oh, but the buzzer didn't kill him because they're scavengers. So you get, like, this little educational thing about buzzards in the middle of it. Gotta learn about buzzards. Gotta learn about buzzards. Yep. And then this past week, you get this 
crazy out of left field, super dark turn, where apparently Bray Wyatt is also Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Yep. Like, sure Scarface is. Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Scarface Sweet Tooth. Or not hey. Scarface. Um, uh, uh, Leatherface. There you uh, go. Yeah. Leatherface. There you go. Yep. Yep. It's like Leatherface and Sweet Tooth and that clown from Spawn all put together. Yep. And as dumb as all of that sounds, it has been my favorite part <laughs> of Raw, which it's consistently I've... been on Raw. Yeah, it has consistently been on Raw. I think it's been everybody's favorite part of uh, the past few weeks of WWE, honestly. Because it's different and refreshing. I still don't know how they translate it to the ring, but right. Who I'm knows okay with it. how the hell that is going to get translated to the ring. I just want a crossover between the Firefly Funhouse and the Fashion Police. Oh, my God. I yes. need the Fashion Police back because they were doing beautiful things on YouTube, and <laughs> I want a crossover with those guys because like the firefly thing has so much potential as like just as i want to i want the wwe network series of the firefly funhouse i don't want to see bray fight or wrestle i want to see him just continue to do this weird show sure yeah i'm i'm totally down i I, i've been loving it i want to see bray wrestle again but i'm also completely down if all we see is firefly Funhouse. (laughs) <laughs> just constant Firefly Funhouse. Can we get a guest appearance by Luke Harper on Firefly Funhouse? Oh, yeah. That... I hope he has, like, a a toy that is just, like, in the corner and it's on timeout that he calls Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I need something like that. Right. Really so, bad. So, I really think we've covered pretty much everything that's happened ex- out after WrestleMania. Or I guess yeah. the... We, I mean, it's been pretty broad strokes. There's probably been some other things there, but we, we we've hit the high notes. Yeah, the low notes. Mostly the low notes. Mostly a lot of low notes. So, from what we've talked about, let's start with Andy here. What do you think of this WWE scene leading into Money of the Money in the Bank and this post WrestleMania? Um, it's been just bizarre. It's been very, very Game of Thrones. Very Game of Thrones, yes, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It, it's been bizarre. It's been kind of confusing. Um, it's been a little hard to follow. Uh, it, it's been a little rough, I think, um, post, post-WrestleMania post leading to Money in the Bank. To say that it's been rough, though, I'm still really excited for Money in the Bank. So yeah. they're, they're still doing something right. I'm in the same boat. Like, the storytelling has been terrible, but because of the right. amazing talent they have... Yeah, yeah. That the doesn't matter at Money in the Bank. Because exactly. we'll just get the good talent doing wrestling exactly. on Sunday. And we have such a good card. Um, a lot of really, really high spots in that card that I'm very excited for. So I, I still am and thrilled for Money in the Bank, just like I am every year. So I, I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's definitely... Definitely worth a watch. And I'm interested to see where the stories go after Money in the Bank, because that's always a, uh, a good point for stories most of the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. I, and I just... <laughs> <sighs> as I've said at the top of the show here, man, I've been super... It was hard for me to write the outline for this episode. And by write, I mean copy-paste some of it. 
Um, just because I, I the storylines outside of the Kofi, Kevin Owens, and the Firefly Funhouse stuff have just not grabbed my attention. And honestly, before I really sat down and looked at this card, I was already looking ahead to the Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. You have been. Dude, I know it's 15 years too late, but Goldberg versus Undertaker, my inner child is screaming. As soon as I heard Goldberg was coming back for a match, I was losing it. I wish it had been anybody but Undertaker. Yeah, that's fair. My inner seen... child is crying because he has to see what Undertaker is now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, There's no way this match comes out good for anybody. No, no. But no. I'm here. I'm there for it. Um... I will be interested to see because the Money in the Bank pay-per-view to me always is a very nice shaping point because you, from this point forward, depending on when they cash in, you have that constant lurking at every future pay-per-view of, oh, the person I may not like wins the match, but somebody could cash in on them. You know, right. and I I love being there, you know, when they do that, excuse me, when they do the cash in. I love it when you watch this amazing hard-fought match and, you know, maybe the heel wins it and they're like, yeah, I won, ha, 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 and then, boom, cash-in happens. Or, you know, good guy in their defeated state gets cashed in on and then you get to watch the uphill battle for them to get back to, to trying to be able to compete for that title again. So. Yeah, the, the, the excitement that the Money in the Brain briefcase brings is, um, it's amazing. It, it helps get out of story jams. It helps when, you know, sometimes the stories just kind of fall flat, but you can just throw the money in the bank winner. Exactly. In yeah. at any point, you know, the the, the get out of free jail card. Mm-hmm. And do some amazing things. And the money in the bank moments, even when it's someone who's not, like, popular cashes in, still pops the crowd and is exciting to watch. Like, the crowd. It'll wake up the, the deadest crowd, uh, that, that cash in. Uh, and, that, and that's why I love the show. And also, it, it's Human Destruction Derby, the pay-per-view itself. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. so excited to see what Ricochet's going to do. <laughs> He's just going to be flipping. That's that's what's and happening. It, yeah, Ricochet will do something crazy, and he gets to work with Ali and Andrade, who are right. totally willing to put their bodies on the line. Yeah, they are. Uh, and, and Sammy will probably... Do some crazy El Generico level stuff. Not that they're the same person, but they they are very similar in styles. Don't, don't forget Finn. Finn too, who uh, everyone forgets because I love Finn. But do we seems... get Demon Finn or regular Finn in this pay per view? Regular. It's regular because he can't win. If <laughs> like I don't see them giving him the win. And they've already established Demon Finn is unbeatable until I don't know who they use to defeat Demon Finn one day, but it'll probably be Roman. Uh, but yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the extraordinary gentleman Finn has already beaten Roman before. Right. Yes, so. but but when we eventually get the the Finn Balor heel turn, I'm sure he'll bust out the demon and. Roman would probably be the only one that would be able to beat him. Uh, unless Saudi Arabia puts a check down to have, I don't know, Doink the Clown beat him or something. Uh, right. <laughs> but, 
but, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the only, I mean, there's only three people in this match that aren't known for their craziness, which is Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Randy Orton. Right. And I still feel like McIntyre might, I don't think he'll do anything crazy to himself, but he'll probably have some crazy spot that'll show how strong he is. Baron Corbin's gonna Baron Corbin. And I could watch Randy Orton scoot or power slam people all day long. That is the silky smoothest power slam in the WWE right now. <laughs> oh, that scoop slam? Yeah, just oh, it's so good. Yeah, he's going to do that to the, he's uh, poor poor Mustafa is going to have to yeah. get scoop slammed on a ladder multiple yeah. times. And then somebody one of the high flyers is going to get hit with an insane RKO. Going to happen. Oh, uh, Randy Orton, I if he can time it, he can he can Evan Boren ricochet 630 and that would be beautiful if he can somehow yeah. get that timing. I don't know if you guys uh, Andy might not remember, uh, know that because it was before he was watching, but look up Evan Boren RKO. Yeah, it's it is the number one on almost any RKO list that he okay. has. Yeah, so if he can somehow do that to a Ricochet six thirty splash, uh, that would be the highlight, and I would be okay if Randy won. Only if he can do that, right. So, what are your takes on this uh, post WrestleMania pre Money in the Bank scene, Michael? It is an absolute d- dumpster fire and mess of writing, and that's just because I'm hoping after Money in the Bank they settle down the storylines and figure out what they're doing with the wild card rule, because right now we can't establish any stories leading up to Money in the Bank, which is actually isn't too bad of a thing because you have Raw versus SmackDown in the Money in the Bank matches so you really don't have time for individual stories when you have what is it six people in each match or what was it one two three four it's eight people in each match or seven people so like i'm okay with the stories being annoying right now or just like incoherent kind of (laughs) mess kind of messes yeah because it's really hard to do individual stories when you have a majority of your roster in two ladder batches. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I, I hope they figure some stuff out, you know, like, uh, Robert rude. We didn't talk about that. Oh man, Robert rude. You're right. Where did he go? Um, it just sucks that a lot of the talent is just apparently not happy. You know, the revival did denied yeah. their contracts. So they're being punished on TV, which good for them. They're not taking their ball and going home. Right, they're, they're just, just gonna—they're just toughing it out right now, which I'm amazed, you know, because like Sasha Banks apparently is just, you know, she she's just gonna go home. They sent her home apparently to think about yeah. her future, which is like, yeah okay. Uh, and then you have Luke Harper, who's you know he asked for his release, and he's doing he he's been sent home, and they're apparently tacking on his injuries to the end of his contract. Right, uh, right. So there, there's like a lot of unhappy people in WWE right now, and I'm hoping once they either figure out this wild card rule mm. or drop it all together, we can get some consistency post Money in the Bank, uh, just because it, it, it's really hard for them to do coherent stories. And I just want the women to get more time. That's like my yeah, main thing. Same here, same here. Because like you were saying, they they seem to only want to handle like one story at a time, and it's really frustrating. Yeah, and and that's part of the problem with Becky winning both titles at WrestleMania is because she needs to be on both shows. So it's like, 
as much as I love seeing Becky on every WWE program possible. <laughs> exactly. I want to see Ember Moon. I want to see... Uh, right. I kind of like the Iconics. I want to see the Iconics more. They're the Women's oh, Tag yeah. Team Championship. Yeah, absolutely. We're not Champions. Yeah, much of that at all. They haven't... They defended against some jobbers. That was it. That's oh yeah, they did. You're right. They did it defend against those jobbers. Yeah, wow. Like, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I want to see them do stuff. Uh, there's so many things. It's like that's why I'm worried about Bray Wyatt. Is like, where does he fit in match wise with this yeah. gimmick? Uh, there's no room for him like to get a good rivalry and that's been a problem with like elias elias is a great gimmick but no rivalries but there's no yeah there's there's nowhere to put them so it's yeah. gets gets weird yeah so i'm just hoping that they figure things out uh and yeah. they have to do that fast because ratings are dropping yeah they are it ratings tend always tend to nose that post wrestlemania true so i think that's one thing that some people need to kind of pump the brakes on the ratings right now are going up against the in, uh, NBA conference finals this week, but the NBA playoffs are basically competing to get into Raw, almost Raw or SmackDown almost every night um, until they're over. But they they have to worry about the ratings because apparently Fox has been worried about the ratings because. Fox yeah. is expecting Fox is be pretty heavy on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox is expecting at least at a minimum 3 million viewers for SmackDown. Yeah. Right. And SmackDown's not delivering that right now. <laughs> so they, they, they have to figure out something. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've got to do something to correct course, but we see it like almost every year post WrestleMania. There's a lull until around SummerSlam. Yeah. There, there's always ratings always pop around to big events and then drop. After, after the, the big, big events. events. And then you don't really have a consistent ratings draw until, I would say, usually Survivor Series, because that's the unofficial, I would say, kickoff to Road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Because after that, it's everything leading into the couple pay-per-views before Royal Rumble. Then you've got Rumble, whatever BS name pay-per-view they want to put in between the Rumble and <laughs> WrestleMania. There's, yeah. there's one that's replacing um, Backlash, and, and it's a new name. Stomping Grounds. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Yep. I believe when it. is that one? That it's, is like a week after. WWE, uh, Saudi. Yeah, it'll it'll be in it'll be in June as well. Pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, June twenty third. Okay. Yep. Will be Stomping Grounds, Ben. So, yeah, it was ori- originally it was going to be Backlash on June sixteenth, and now they, Backlash they heard is us, just yeah. They heard us calling Naplash. That's true. Like, they they heard the podcast and they were like, "Ooh, boy, we gotta, we gotta no, reward this." The real reason <laughs> is you don't name your next pay per view after the Saudi Arabia show backlash. That is. The <laughs> <point>. <laughs> That's the one time they actually paid attention and were like aware of what's happening around them. Actually, yeah. not entirely tone deaf. Yep. Oh. <laughs> But so we've talked a lot about, I guess, you know, this upcoming pay-per-view and, and, and our feelings. And um, so, Ben, did, did you want to did you have any closing thoughts? I know Michael has some some oh, closing well, thoughts since our last uh, conversation about some yeah. other non-WWE. Yeah, I, I've kind of said all I want to say about WWE. And, you know, sure. 
kind of to wrap our WWE thoughts into what Michael wants to talk about, I think a lot of the reason WWE is having the issues they are right now is they've had nobody pushing them for 10-plus years at this point. Right. Um, And now, instead of just being a very fancy t-shirt company, there's actually some groundwork laid down, and I'll let Michael pick it up from there. Yeah, previously we talked about how AEW needed a TV deal. They needed a consistent weekly show to compete because otherwise, you know, they just have double or nothing that a one and done pay-per-view. And as of today, they announced that they are partnering up with TNT and Bleacher Report to deliver their weekly show which is crazy for so many reasons. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't even know what to expect there. I don't either, but it sounds like, you know, the Khan family believe in AEW and yeah. they were able to get Warner Media to believe in AEW as well. Uh, which is crazy. So they're going to do a weekly show starting sometime in the fall. They it's really starting, used... I think it's the same month that WWE moves to Fox. Oh, that's yeah, because they, Yeah, because they're doing a Tuesday show. And right. SmackDown currently Ooh. is in Tuesday, and SmackDown's moving to Friday. Right, right, right. That's true, SmackDown is moving Friday. That will be... I'm I'm really excited to see what, what happens there. I mean, yeah. we got Double or Nothing coming up here soon, which um, looks like they're selling it old school pay-per-view by the way it's gonna be apparently 50 bucks to watch and i don't know Uh, if i'm paying 50 bucks to watch it apparently that might change because apparently today they announced that bleach report live which i guess is owned by warner will be have will hold the pay-per-view right but they haven't said a price yet on what that would be because like bleach report has subscriptions and it also has i think you know individual play pay services so it's going to be interesting for that. I yeah, want to watch Double or Nothing, but not for I, $50. Not for 50 bucks. No, no way. Like, that's just, I'm not giving you $50 on a unproven product. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm real excited to see what happens with that. I think it's, it's pretty insane knowing that it's coming up so soon. Uh, Double or Nothing being, what, the 25th, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we still don't quite know how to watch it. <laughs> right that's right? super like, weird you're 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 about to be less than a week out and you have still not put out a message about how to watch this yeah um, they put out but, the message for the uk last yeah. weekend but the u.s we still are just like okay so it's bleacher report or fight tv yeah, I, I have no idea yeah i, yeah. I like i said like fight tv the... fight tv is subscription subscription based so i think if you have fight tv you'll be able to watch it the fight tv Sure, this is getting it's getting it's getting too ridiculous. I just throw throw it on Twitch like Impact does. That's that's the winning strategy. Uh, it's a strategy. <laughs> it's a strategy. <laughs> but but I'm excited just to have competition for WWE. That's what I want. I want to uh, see what competition does to them because they haven't had it. Especially. Like we 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 joke about Vince McMahon living in the past, so hearing that he has rivals on TNT, I'm sure that's got to do something to him. Oh, I'll oh, buy yeah. him for two point one million dollars. <laughs> no, <laughs> it worked last time. It'll work again. Oh God. Oh God. My concern is you kind of mentioned it right there. We're 
<laughs> 10 days away from the pay-per-view and it's still not clear cut how to order the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I think concern. I, that's a concern because if this is how things are going to go, how long is your company going to be around? Yeah. I just, if I am, I am all for WWE getting competition, but there's a reason WWE has, I don't, you can say what you will. There's a reason they've been in the business as long as they have and have been considered the number one destination for as long as they have. It's, we may not always agree with it, but their formula right. works, and that's why they're unwilling to change it. Yeah. In, in, like, tech terms, they're not Apple. WWE is an Apple. They're Windows. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, not, it's not pretty, but yeah. it gets the job done, and there's a consistency with WWE that Absolutely. AEW is not showing yet, which hopefully they will figure out by time. Uh, I think the show that they have a trademark for Tuesday night dynamite, which I don't think sounds great. Mm-hmm. Nope. Sure. Doesn't. But Tuesday wrestling works for SmackDown. We at least know people. There's at least a million people to 2 million people that watch wrestling on Tuesdays, which is smart for them to just take that empty spot that WWE is leaving. Yep. Uh, but right. what a wrestling fatigue will be a thing with competition, especially like yeah. poor New Japan has been struggling after losing all the elite guys. Right, right. And I yeah, still I, keep I, up with New Japan, but yeah. I think AEW is probably going to kill New Japan in America. Yeah, or at least kill it in the West. You know, New Japan will still live on there in Japan, but. Yeah. They're not going to be as big as they were in the U.S. Yeah, and uh, poor impact and Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, just I still am frustrated that I don't even know how to watch Ring of Honor on TV because the Sinclair <laughs> Network only has them in certain areas, and I'm in Chicago, which I thought was a big enough market to have Ring of Honor on TV, yeah. but nope. That's true. You would think that. Uh... That you would you would have it over there, especially. That's yeah. just and Sinclair owns bizarre. like two channels sure. on antenna TV, you know, like That's... over the air TV. But at least AEW will know it's on TNT. Sure. They picked a smart day. I mean, now we ha- we're gonna have wrestling basically five days mm-hmm. a week. <laughs> Raw Monday, <laughs> AEW Tuesday, NXT Wednesday, Wednesday. Thursday. Right. I guess is the only day off. Uh, Impact is on Thursday, I do believe. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Impact Thursday, and then... I guess or do they know. air 205 Live on Thursday now? No, I think they moved it back to Wednesday. Is it NXT UK on uh, Thursday as well? It might be. Yep, I think To me, all of the, the indie WWE stuff is on Wednesday, but yeah, I think... NXT UK. See, there's already too much wrestling, and AEW isn't even in the picture yet. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot to consume, and it's gonna start. Yeah, getting... they're gonna have to definitely be a standout product. They've got to make themselves different. Absolutely. Um, well, they already said that they're gonna go for like a UFC style approach with like wins and losses being important. Because that worked really well for Impact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that is a good point. I forgot that they and WWE tried a ranking system for a week and a half for SmackDown Live. Yep. I I would be interesting to I I love that like uh 
they made the announcement that, you know, wins and losses will matter. And they've been building that up the last couple, like, months that wins, wins and losses matter in AEW. And then Sami Zayn uh, did a backstage interview and was just like, wins and losses don't matter. And had a whole promo on, like, the YouTube channel about wins and losses being worthless. Yeah. Uh, which is this funny counter-programming. And they're using Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. the indie darling to like convey basically anti AEW. <laughs> uh, and I bet say stuff. it's working for Sami Zayn right now. It is. Like I love Sami Zayn as a heel and I love the idea that they're kind of using him to just like trash the smart marks or you know the indie fans. Right. Uh but I I I'm wondering how the whole wins and losses thing will work cuz they want to go for a more sports route for AEW. Right. Which I, I like the, the WWE soap opera stuff when it's good. Uh, and I do you guys watch any of the Being the Elite or the other YouTube stuff that AEW puts out? I haven't, but I, I have regret that the last episode was actually filmed about 45 minutes away from us. Oh, At a little indie yep. show up That's in right. uh, Canton, they had Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho show up. And for $12, we could have been there, but they sold out day of. Yep. Same thing happened. The The Young Bucks showed up to uh, a place called the Logan Square Theater, which isn't, it's like a five-minute train ride uh, from me. And Oh, God, that that's painful. And it was against um, the people they're fighting at Double or Nothing. Right. Uh, so it was just like a preview oh. of that, and it was just like a $5 show. It's just uh. like, oh. Um, but if it, I, I highly recommend checking out the being the elite YouTube channel and then like, yeah. uh, cause it, it's a hint at maybe what we'll get story wise. Like there's some real, they display a lot of the talent that they're going to have. Uh, MJF is brilliant as a heel. Like he's one of the best heels that I've seen in a while. And, yeah. uh, Cody has, a the, the, I forget what his channel is called, but it's like, the nightmare or something. Um, and that's really good because it's been showing the, the gold dust, uh, Cody storyline the last couple of weeks. Is he getting to use the name gold dust or is he going by Dustin Rhodes? He's going Dustin Reynolds or, uh, Runnels. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's it. So he's going by his actual name and he's going back to being called the natural. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's got like red, red and black version of the gold dust paint. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was to say, as I remember seeing the red and red and black paint, thought that actually looked pretty cool. Yeah, and so. and Cody on the YouTube channel put one of the best promotion promos that I've seen, where it almost looked like he was gonna like cry. He was so passionate about it. You know, where he said like he doesn't hate his brother, but he needs to beat his brother to kill the Attitude Era. And then he goes on like a nice. two minute rant of like how shit the Attitude Era was and how shit it has been for indie wrestlers or the young generation of having right. the Attitude Era over their heads for the last 20 years. Uh, it's really great. It made me super excited to finally see Cody and uh, Dustin fight because WWE had the opportunity to do this and they botched it. And I'm excited to see, like, like Goldust is, like, what, 
close to 50. He's 49. He's 49. And I'm excited to see him fight Cody. You know, I shouldn't be. I'm like... Sorry, he is 50. He is 50. He is 50. As of April 11th, he is 50. He's as old as Goldberg and a little younger than Undertaker. And I don't want to see those two guys fight. But I want to see, because of the stuff they're doing on their YouTube channel, I want to see Goldust fight. Uh, I highly recommend checking that stuff out. And I'm hoping that's a hint at what they can do storyline-wise with uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite, which I hope is not the name. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, awesome. I, well, I, I, think, yeah, I, was about... I think there's a lot to be excited about Excited about in the, in the world, current of world of wrestling. So I hope that we've at least given you guys something to look forward to if you were uh, cautious about uh, what's going to happen, you know, Sunday or what this pay-per-view might, uh, might uh, bring up. So, yeah, thank, thank everyone for, for listening. Uh, you will be seeing something like this releasing once a week. We're going to try to make sure that we give once you a, a double episode once, once a month. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Don't make me watch yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's like, wait, wait, wait. I did not sign up for this. Yeah. But, uh, once a month uh, that we will cover, for the time being, we will cover WWE pay-per-view build-up. As we get a little bit more information on AEW, we will add them into the rotation because we are excited yes. about them. Yeah, um, You can forget us ever talking about Impact unless it is to make fun of it. I will just continue to mention their Twitch channel. That's... The... Just don't They actually don't have gonna... twitch.tv slash Impact. It's isn't it Impact Wrestling? Yeah, I think it is Impact Wrestling. Uh, you're yeah. probably right. Um, so, I had it up for like three days in a row once, so yeah, there was a time. Yeah, it's Twitch.tv/slash Impact Wrestling. Just in case you guys were wondering, <laughs> <laughs> nobody. I think you just enjoyed it because you're on there. And it's like, dude, that guy looks a lot like our truth. <laughs> that looks like our truth. <laughs> exactly. But Michael, thank you for joining us uh, <laughs> once again. Thank for you for having me. Serious wrestling discussion. Um, really appreciate you being on here and 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 all the help you have given uh, putting our name out there. So definitely uh, definitely a big thanks from from both Ben and I on that. Yeah, no problem. I, I yeah. enjoy being on the show and I'm a fan of listening to your guys' podcast. So excellent. I'm I'm it, glad. It's a it's, it's a big compliment. Yeah, it's like I told Andy. I was like, I don't care if none of our fans like wrestling as much as he's done to help us. They'll get a wrestling show every month if he wants to talk about <laughs> wrestling. If he wants to talk wrestling once a month, he got it. <laughs> so just know that that is a that is an open invite to join us monthly. So I hope I hope you can, and uh, we always look forward to having you on. Yep. Awesome. So Ben, play us off, sir. All right. No matter what time you are watching this show, whether it be morning, noon, or night, enjoy the rest of whatever day you have. Thanks for listening. All right, thanks. Bye, guys.